podcast with some amazing people, uh, Mike O'Hearn, um, Mike Ryan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> yep. Phil DeRue, and uh, I think we polished everything off, off with Lance Keys. I don't think I'm missing anybody, right? Two people. Oh, who am I missing? That's... Oh, yeah, Sean Baker and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul Saladino, yeah. And uh, that was an amazing podcast uh, that we did uh, on the carnivore diet. But, uh, you know, something that is a, a common thread amongst all these individuals that are high level is consistency. And um, we know in today's world, man, it's it's brutal to try to be consistent because there's so many different influences of just crap food out there. And they, they taste amazing and it's hard. You get reeled in by it. And mm-hmm. uh, you kind of almost feel like you're forced to eat it, which isn't really true. But at some point in your life when you start consuming a lot of those foods, they're really ruling you and they're dominating you and they affect every thought that you have during the day. And one way that you can try to reverse your way out of that is through having uh, food options that taste really good that are going to um, satisfy you enough so you don't have to have these negative, negatively impact uh, candy bars and stuff like that. And the people at Perfect Keto and the people over at, Perf- at uh, Piedmontese, Certified Piedmontese, they have great products that will allow you to eat nutritious foods, to eat good food that taste really good, that can help you. And so I'm gonna, not going to like magically you know, uh, enter your life and fix you, uh, but it could really assist uh, with helping to make better food choices. And I know for myself, you know, coming down from being over 300 pounds Mm -hmm. i needed some like keto treats along the way unfortunately perfect keto wasn't around at that exact time but still to this day rather than reaching for a peanut butter cup which you guys know is my favorite thing yeah my second favorite thing on the planet is cookie dough and i can't really i mean i guess i could but i feel like i can't Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm doing myself an injustice if i go back to being the fat mark and if i go and buy cookie dough so instead I'll eat a perfect keto cookie dough bar, and that gets me about halfway there, and I don't have to worry about the cookie dough anymore. Yeah, yeah. gets rid of the cravings, and you don't get rid of the plan. Yeah, um, if you guys want to get in on the cookie dough bar, it's it's amazing. Uh, head over to perfectketo.com slash powerproject at checkout. Enter promo code powerproject10 to get $10 off of those perfect keto uh cookie dough bars and then if your order is a hundred dollars or more enter promo code power project bundle for 25 dollars off of your order then you're really cooking by then how are you using some of this stuff in SEMA? um i really like in terms of perfect keto those bars are good because i still do have a sweet tooth like i really do um i don't eat them every single day but sweet every tooth so- for a guy with sweet lips <laughs> that's true that's true. My lips. Andrew? Actually, uh, where's my Vaseline? <laughs> if, if any of you guys want sweet lips like mine. Oh, do you have oh. like flavored Vaseline? <laughs> it's just people don't really use Vaseline these days anymore. Mm. So this is Vaseline lip therapy. Mm. Cocoa butter for soft, glowing lips. How do you pronounce um, pronounce that? Yeah, he's uh, describing it with a Z. And yeah. I like that. Vaseline. Like he made Vaseline. his own brand. Vaseline. For some reason in Mike Ryan's bathroom, I don't know if you guys took a leak in there, but I saw the biggest tub of uh, coconut oil <laughs> that I've ever see seen that. in my entire life. Did you see that? I didn't see it. It I was like Kirkland it. brand uh, coconut oil. And it was like the, the you know, it wasn't the uh, like the actual oil. It was like the saturated fat one the one that's like in a solid form and i'm like what is this for i that's forgot great. to ask him why. it's it's lube it's lube it's, it's lube. probably yeah it's probably, who, who knows what he's lubing up oh man yeah, but, uh, coconut oil is great it can be used for so many things other than like cooking yeah. yeah yeah you can use it for lubrication or you can turn it into a powdered form like they did over at perfect keto and you can <laughs> mix it into your coffee and have a salted caramel coffee Wow. Or chocolate coffee, <laughs> vanilla coffee. That's great. Mike, man. <laughs> oh, my God. We, like, that podcast first off with Mike Ryan was great, but I feel like we could learn so much more from Mike Ryan than in the fitness space, because yeah. that man seems like he uh, he has the game. Yeah. I mean, I'm like 10 years younger than him, but I feel like I'm like 30 years behind in some in some aspects, you know? <laughs> yeah, and he did, Probably when it comes to the ladies, you know it, what I mean? And he doesn't share anything either. That's the like frustrating part you know like the the podcast hasn't come out yet but i'm working on it right now actually um we're just kind of like baiting him to try to like put out more stuff you know like yeah put out a pdf file or something you know and it's like dude there's so much untapped knowledge right there he looks like a fucking action figure like a a legit captain america action figure it's crazy he's completely jacked he's like uh he looks like he's like 250 what did he say? It was 220? Two, like 218, I think he he's said. Jacked. This doesn't make any sense. Oh. 
How it about is. the uh, the Brazilian steakhouse? Oh, Brazilian steakhouse was good. We were getting some really good cuts of meat over there. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that I tapped out before you guys. So am I. Like I'm like, did I end? Because at the beginning, I was getting two of each meat while you guys were getting one. Well, so I think I kind of I packed in more before in a shorter it ended, span. In a shorter span I, before it because I'm like, did I really just like have to to stop before? I was kind of pacing myself a little bit. You know, I didn't want to get too like I didn't. I knew the chicken was a trick. I didn't mm-hmm. want to have too much chicken because it's like too dry yep. and too hard to plow through all that because mm-hmm. of the high protein content and how lean it is. It, it'll it'll kind of force you to eat less calories, which I didn't want to do. I wanted to enjoy it. You yeah. know, people, if you do go to Brazilian Steakhouse, yeah, it's really good, but be wary of the chicken because they bring that to you because they want, first off, they want you to eat the chicken rather than getting the picanha and the, the you know, the, what's, what's that it's one probably called? cheaper. Yeah, it is. It is cheaper. Yeah. Much cheaper. Mm-hmm. But also strategy, I think Andrew used a little bit of it. If you, in the middle of your meal, you eat a little bit of like a potato or something, mm, a little no, bit of those yeah. mashed potatoes. Yeah. It'll get you going. No, well, cause yeah, like the first thing they brought out was uh bacon wrapped chicken. Took advantage of that. I really liked it. I'm used to eating chicken right now. And then um, some kind of sausage, which like lit my face on like, that was so good. I'm mm. like, oh, bring way more of those. Yeah. And then some pork ribs oh, and then some really beef ribs. Were also good. So that was that was dessert. <laughs> yeah, but then good. they brought some other like real fatty cut of something where like I just I got like a mouthful of just like awesome fat. I think it was the top sirloin. It they had be. that big yeah 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 it was, yeah, it, was, it, was it was. And then I could just instantly fill my stomach. I felt like uh, I ate literally an entire keto brick. Like I just it felt real heavy. I'm like oh no. So then I just took a big scoop of the uh, the potatoes that no. Well I think in SEMA actually you, I took a, you, I took a scoop you tested of it them too. out yeah. Um, but you know, they weren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took a couple <clears throat> bites of that and instantly my stomach was like, ah, oh, thank you. Yeah. And then I was able to like just pound food. It was so good. Yeah. See in that situation, carbs helped us eat more. Mm-hmm. No yeah. flat irons though. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were getting after it for a while. Yeah. You know, the flat iron steaks, the certified Piedmontese stuff is mm-hmm. coming in handy this week. Cause I'm leaning out my food a little bit Ooh. just to see if it will like lean me out a little further. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, trying to experiment with it but then i i also realized how much fat i'm taking in i'm like oh my god yeah i gotta cut back on like everything because i throw butter and extra egg yolks and like yeah, I, I, stuff. yeah I use a lot of fat on a lot of stuff so i'm like hey what can i have that's you know super lean but obviously the certified piedmont montese steaks are insanely lean and i had a bunch of flat irons uh recently and a bunch of the new york strips and i think the flat iron steak i want to say maybe has about Three or four grams of fat per serving, or something like that. It's yeah, super and how low. much protein, so, Andrew? So one one full flat iron steak has ninety grams of protein, eight grams of fat, and obviously, so there's no other. It sounds nothing gross. else. It doesn't make any like it's the it absolute, like a world record to it's, me. It's the best supplement like ever. I mean, those guys <laughs> need to win like a Nobel Prize or something. I mean, what, how, what could they win? You know, to, they need to win something for that. The hypertrophy for yeah. all the, from all the bodybuilders mm-hmm. thanking them. They're actually going to be at the Arnold. Ooh, yeah, shit. they're going to be next to the rogue stage, and uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what they have planned, but I would imagine that they're cooking up some meat. Mm-hmm. So people need to really check that out, and they also need to check out their website and get some delicious lean meat. Yeah, yep. the website is piedmontese.com. How do you spell that? Well, it's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. At checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your order, and if your order is $99 or more, you get free two-day shipping, and I am ecstatic because my order's coming in this Wednesday. Same here. Oh yeah, my God. buddy. And so I'm actually, uh, because the the night at the, um, the, uh, the Brazilian Steakhouse, the next morning, I felt pretty damn awesome like i felt good yeah dude so i'm definitely going to like whether it be one day or two days in a row out of each month i'm gonna go strict carnivore to kind of like reset everything and because when i got back like i'm like oh give me the carbs i need carbs Mm -hmm. i just didn't feel as awesome so i know right now i'm trying to trying to you know gain a pound a week basically so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of do a carnivore days as a reset nice maybe like i said one every other week, or for sure at least one a month, mm-hmm. potentially two in a row. And then, you know, with this Piedmontese order that's coming in, it'll be really easy. <laughs> I haven't announced this anywhere just yet, but I'll just announce it here because we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. And even my mom texted me this morning. She's like, yo, what's the plan for next month? She's like, I need that schedule. What's the next challenge? Because mm-hmm. my mom is all over that Facebook page. She sends me like uh, 
screen captures of like all the other people. She's like, look at this guy made all this progress and this girl did this and this is really cool. And then she comments on everybody's stuff. She likes yeah. everybody's photos and That's their progress. Awesome. And She stays busy are, in there. I like it. Yeah, it's uh, Mark Bell's Carnivore Challenge. But what I'm going to do is you guys have all been suckered in for a ride uh, that uh, last a month. But we're going to extend it out to be 100 days. And we're going to yeah. see what everybody's really made out of. I know there's people that jumped on kind of late. Uh, but it better late than never. And now we have a lot more days ahead of us. So uh, rather than just going to the 31st of January, we're just going to plow through. I forget where the 100 days takes us. I think it takes us like April. Mm. So uh, that's going to be that's going to be hard. But uh, I am going to add some uh, I am going to add a little bit of stuff to the diet. I am going to add in uh, probably some dairy for a little bit. I'm going kind of to reverse out of this uh kind of weenie state that I'm in where I'm just continue getting uh, smaller and I'm going to work on getting a little bit bigger. So I'll, I'll eat more food. I'll ditch some of the fasting and um, I'll, but I'm not sure when I'll do that yet. I just want to kind of get as kind of tight as I think I can for the moment. And then I'll kind of uh, spring back up and see how much freaking meat I can eat every single day. Gotcha. When you said you got smaller, it's not like you got like you lost a bunch of muscle or anything. Like, no. What do you mean? How do you feel? No, I feel I feel really good, but you know, I started and I was like two thirty eight, and I feel like my body over the last you know two or three years looks pretty good between like uh, around two thirty five and two forty, and I'm mm-hmm. more like two. I, I woke this morning, I was two thirty, mm-hmm. um, and typically I'm like between two twenty five and two thirty right now. So, okay, you know, I just uh, after being so big for so long, you know, when you each time that you drop like another 10 pounds you're like oh man this is depressing or this is kind of this is weird but you know people uh comment on my instagram a lot and they'll say oh man you look so flat you know there'll be people that comment like that but i'll ask you this question and see because you have a lot of experience on stage and you have a lot of experience of prepping people on stage and you've also been around some of the greats that prep people for bodybuilding shows who else gets flat in their prep when they're dieting everyone <laughs> like li- literally literally everyone because like typically... and it doesn't matter even if you have the carbohydrates in there once you have a super reduction in calories and then you have a uh, a large expenditure going out mm-hmm. you're going to start to look flat and it doesn't matter if you're jay cutler or phil heath or anybody else yeah i realize those guys have such big muscle bellies that flat for them is going to look a lot different but they'll have to figure out a way to reconstitute. They'll have to figure out a way to get some super compensation going through an abundance of just food or carbohydrate. Sometimes as a coach, you might even tell someone like, hey, man, like, OK, we brought you down really good. And I'm sure uh, Berto Nunez has probably shared with you before. He probably said, dude, like, you need to just go eat. Mm-hmm. Does that happen sometimes? No, that happens a lot, especially when you're leaner and you're in a deficit. It's like. Most of your days, if you're still going to be cutting, you're you're going to be flat. It's only on the days where maybe you've eaten a good amount of calories for two days where you start to fill out and the people are like, oh, my God, you look so much bigger. Because it's really funny. And it's crazy how much food has such a crazy effect. In the same times period, you know, I've, I've, people have said, oh, my gosh, you look so smaller. And then a day later or two days later, like, damn, man, did you gain some muscle? And it's just because right. I ended up eating a little bit more food, have more glycogen in my muscles. I'm a little bit more pumped. And people think I'm bigger than I was at when I was 250. So it's like, yeah, you're going to be flat sometimes depending on how much you're eating at that point in time. But once you go into a surplus, eat a little bit more carbs, eat a little bit more food get a little bit of a pump and seem as one of the steroids and seem and seem as one of the few people that gets a pump while eating brazilian barbecue when we were eating like <laughs> your veins look good right now and your muscles look great but when we started eating like sideways veins are coming in on his biceps and all kinds of crazy stuff has happened so you're absolutely correct uh, some influence of food uh has an enormous impact sometimes it's kind of just the salt in the food uh, the yeah. carbohydrate can be definitely the carbohydrates can definitely be a factor, and I'm not real quick. Salt that yeah. you said is a massive yeah. deal. Yeah, salt can be huge. <laughs> yeah, because bodybuilders they tend to want to take salt out, and that also takes water out of their mm. muscle bellies. And once they bring that back, like and water and salt and some food, shit, it, it's crazy. I don't know if you've ever noticed this too. If you have like kind of a drier meal, like you have like say like a potato with some salt on it, and you know you're bodybuilding, so you can't really put much on the potato, um, and then you have like chicken. And you're eating that and you get midway through and kind of the maybe just I don't even know if I'm saying this right, but like the thermogenesis of like what you're eating, like the the impact of the food all of a sudden out of nowhere. And it's probably the salt. And I don't even know if like these things get in your system that quick or if it's just the activity of eating. I'm not sure what the hell happens, but yeah. all of a sudden you just get really hot. Like you had a, like almost like a hot flash. Yeah. And then your veins get like bursting. I, that used to happen to me quite a bit with uh, 
with like oatmeal. You know, uh-huh. I have oatmeal in the morning. I had a little bit of salt in there and uh, like a little a little honey packet in there, just that little bit of sugar. And yeah, I would just feel like I'm growing like right there as I'm eating. I notice that so much more now since we're fasting so much often because you know, you know when you're fasting, Andrew is saying this a bunch during the weekend, you get cold, mm-hmm. you get really, really cold. So like when you're like, for most people, when you're sleeping, that's when you're fasting, you wake up, you're feeling cold, you eat and you start warming up. For us, we feel that during the day a lot. We feel really cold. And once you get that meal in, it's like everything just starts to expand and you start to feel warm. And like when I eat, I have to take my sweater off and shit just because like you really do warm up. It's like, why is this guy sitting on an ice block in his underwear while while you're eating and the ice blocks just melting all over the place? Oh man. Yeah. Your temperature really goes up crazy. And when you're fasting, um, you know, you, you do feel, you do feel colder and you're not going to really see, I mean, I guess unless you're super shredded, you're not going to nearly be as vascular. Oh yeah, man. No, a lot of times like, yeah, I'll notice that on myself during the day, like midday, it'll be like my arm has no, I have no bicep vein almost. Mm -hmm. It's like you flex and you, like even right now, you don't really see much in terms of veins, but if I were to eat something and the same with you, like I notice this with you a lot when like you come into the gym or you, you like you're coming. I can tell when and I'm you've not eaten. fasted. Yeah, yeah. I can tell when you're fasted. And I can tell when you've eaten something because when you've eaten something, it's like you have these fucking thick veins <laughs> going through your forearms all the way up your arms. And she's just like, yeah, okay, Mark's not fasted. Right this now. is a this is a you know to, to talk more about the kind of impact of food. You know, I can tell sometimes when people in here cheat. I can see their face. I can see like a bloat, <laughs> a little covering of the eyes, and like they just. Uh, I, it's it's weird because it's different than looking tired. I don't know how to describe it, but it's and it's not super bloated. It's not like you gained like five pounds in your face or anything. But yeah. I can kind of tell. I can be like, ah, they 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 probably went off their diet. Sometimes somebody comes in, they have like a little a little extra acne that they don't normally have, or it could just be something. I'm like, they fucked up on their diet somewhere along the lines. Maybe they had a couple of drinks and yeah. some ice cream and some pizza or something like that. Dude, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned acne because like. I wouldn't say like, I was someone ridden with acne, but when in the past when I was eating much more sugar more often than now and like, you know, counting it and making it fit into my calories, I would like quite a bit like get pimples like in the top of my head, like one here. Not that skin. Come on, bro. No, I call them the horns because I would get one right here. Just one right here and then the other one right here. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would, these things would happen often. Um, and then one usually right here on the cheek if I really had a bad It feels week. like a horn. Like it when does. it's growing in, you know, and, <laughs> And you feel like everyone's looking directly yep. at it, right? You're like, this is disgusting. And no one can even see it. Or, or probably people barely notice and it. And then you know? always point it out. Like, I always say, like, I'm, I'm growing an extra head right here. I don't know why or when. They're just like, huh? I'm like, oh, nothing. Yeah, it's like it's, man. It's a satellite dish, you know? You kind of pick up some <laughs> new uh, wavelengths or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it just shows how, like, how much cleaning up your diet, like, especially with people that have even worse acne. Because, like, what I had, okay, it was just a few pimples. It wasn't, like, crazy. But I noticed it. So if you have really bad acne, acne or even eczema like Dr. Saladino was talking about or his carnivore diet for his eczema because he started it for eczema, cleared everything up. It can be really fucking good for you. Yeah. yeah. One thing one thing I have some issue with is, uh, you know, people talking about the carnivore diet and then never really trying it like that. That kind of bugs me. I And, you know, I guess, you know, I, I've teased and, and talked about uh, vegans and stuff, too, and I probably shouldn't. I probably should never mention anything about it because the truth is I've never tried the diet. Mm. So I actually feel like, I mean, I guess I'll just take this stance from now on or do my best to take the stance. I mean, I still might make fun here and there just because it's fun to do. But, uh, you know, I, I, I shouldn't speak. It's speaking out of turn. You know, you never tried it. Like, you don't know. Like, someone says, hey, man, playing football changed my life. And it's like, well, if you never played football, then you can't you can't make the same statement playing soccer changed my life or uh lifting weights changed my life or switching to fasting changed my life and somebody might be like that's dumb but it's like it might not be it might have actually worked for that person and if these diets are working for people i don't think it really makes sense it makes sense to ask good questions Mm -hmm. that makes a ton of sense um but to uh you know say hey man your heart's gonna explode if you eat that way that is a that is a closed circuit conversation of you just making a statement. Now it doesn't lead to further conversation that could really benefit somebody. Hey man, you know, I might have a misinterpretation of this, but isn't eating all that red meat, like I've heard that it's bad for you. Is that true? Is there truth to that? Well, now you asked a question and that opens up a conversation for some really good dialogue. And you could say, hey man, if you checked out information from Dave Feldman, Paul Saladino, 
uh, Dr. Sean Baker. If you check out our upcoming podcast with those savages, then you're going to learn that actually there, there's a lot of myths that are going to be dispelled and, and you don't really even need to focus so much in on your cholesterol, stuff like that. Dude, I'm, I'm absolutely 100% guilty of doing that same thing. When I discovered flexible dieting when I was like 19 or whatever, I started doing it and I was like, oh, you can, you can count your macros and you can cut and you can make all these different shit foods fit. Why would I ever think about going keto? That's so dumb. Why would I ever get rid of carbs? Like mm. carbs are, carbs are God. Yeah. Why would I ever do that? Carbs are my also, buddy. Yeah. Or also like at the same time when I was looking at, you know, people doing fasting at that time, like why would you ever restrict yourself from eating for multiple hours mm-hmm. in the day? Like when you could just count your macros, that's so dumb until I actually did these things and I saw the benefits that they had. I saw the the benefits that they had on like my, like my actual habits in terms of food and my ability to, you know, not crave certain foods as much. And then I could understand, wow, I see why this is beneficial. Mm-hmm. And that's why at the same time, like when people like, cause I have a few people that I work with that are vegan. I don't tell them not to be vegan because it's, it's worked for them. They, they have the reasons for it. It's just like it, it works for them. They want to do that. Let them do their thing. You don't need to bash it. Okay? Yeah. Everybody like it, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Right now I'm trekking through that like predicament that you went through. Right. Like I'm, I track everything and I'm like that definitely fits. That looks really awesome. But one thing that I'm going to start researching and really understanding just so it makes more sense to me is uh, macronutrients and micronutrients because obviously I'm not getting a lot of nutrition when I'm having a protein shake and like a bowl of cereal Mm -hmm. like oh it fits my carbs and my protein are real high my fats real low but obviously it's almost like I'm having empty carbs and then a supplement like it doesn't make any sense I think sometimes I think we're all kind of saying the same thing but everybody's yelling so loud they can't hear each other you know, we're like, hey, this really works. Hey, this really works. And it's like no one calms down and actually says, actually, that actually probably does really work. Mm-hmm. As long as you got your nutrients for the day, if you got your, uh, if you met your protein requirements for the day and you met some of your, um, and, and there's other nutrients and stuff that matter too. I mean, it matters to get in fat and maybe some people can make some argument to get in some carbohydrate. Maybe mm-hmm. that makes sense depending on the goal, depending on what it is that you're trying to do. Um but getting, you know, filling up your cup, you know, is the way I look at it. You know, you got these different cups to fill. You got a cup for vitamin D. You got a cup for vitamin, filling up your D cup. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> you fill got, that cup you, up every day. Fill it up as much as you can. Uh, you're, you know, you have a cup for like vitamin C. You got a cup for these different vitamins, potassium, zinc, magnesium, vitamin B, and so on. And when those cups are full and when you have filled out your requirement for yourself, for your diet that matches up with your goals, uh, when you start to get your protein, fats, and carbohydrates aligned properly, then yeah, I think you can have, uh, you know, an ice cream sundae here and there. I don't think it's going to really negatively impact you. But if if we look at what everyone's really kind of trying to talk about, and we've talked about this many times here, is really all anybody's asking for is to have some control over their nutrition, over their diet, mm-hmm. and so somebody. You might say, hey, man, count your – all you do is count your macros. That might provide a lot of control. Then once you gain control, it might provide a little bit of freedom because let's face it, being social is a big part of all this, whether it's weight training, whether it's running, whether it's dieting, having a social aspect. That's what I love about run walks is that I can run walk with somebody and we can talk. But if we were just to run the whole time and if I went with a runner, they're going to leave my ass in the dust and we can't talk. Plus, I can't breathe because I'm not used to running. Yeah, right? So now, like, I, I've been running with my in-laws and we were going in the morning and we go like three miles, but we t- get to have a conversation. And so I think that's what everyone's looking for. Everyone's looking, how do I control? How do I get to a reasonable body weight? You know, I weigh 300 pounds. How do I get to a more reasonable body weight? That's going to make me happy, keep me healthy. And then once I get to that range, how do I start to employ a little bit of freedom? How do I end up having a drink here or there? How do I end up just enjoying my birthday or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's all anybody's really looking for. And if you count your calories, you could probably get there that way. We're going to have uh, Ethan Supley on the podcast coming yeah, up buddy. Uh, from American History X, Mall Rats, a bunch of other awesome movies. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Just an awesome uh, actor, and we're privileged to have him come up here. Yeah. But he counters his calories, you know, and I came from a different way. And Seam has come from a different way, and Andrew's learning different things on the fly. So there's a lot of different ways to get there. And I think, you know, you know, just being pro, you know, being pro 
for yourself. Mm-hmm. And somebody might even be, somebody might even be re- very religious, which is really cool. But just be pro for your religion. Don't be anti everybody else's religion. I think that's when we get into, like, if if you're preaching that, like, dude, you need the same God as I as I have. You mm-hmm. know, you you don't go to a Christian church. That's fucking. That's worthless, dude. Like, what are you doing going to that Catholic church? That's when we get into trouble. And that's yeah. when wars happen and all kinds of things. So just be pro for the things that uh, that you enjoy. I think this is a big reason or a, a, a big a big way to, like, argue for trying something new or trying something different. Because when I was focused on counting my calories um, and making all these different foods fit, in that moment in time, I was feeling that I had ultimate control. And an ultimate freedom because I'm like, oh, I can eat all these foods and I can I can make them fit my macros and I can, you know, uh, manipulate my body composition up and down just as long as I hit these caloric goals. That is true. I was be, I was able to cut. I was able to bulk by counting my calories and making a lot of things fit. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I could never really get a handle of at that time was like, fuck, I always want to make these foods fit. Like I would like. I felt like I needed to try to make that ice cream or whatever. I had to make it fit because I really wanted to have it. There was never a time that I didn't want to have it. And at that time, I didn't understand that that is a level of not having control. If you can't control yourself of not having a craving over something or if you can't like really uh, give yourself a reason to turn away from it, that you're not in control. It's mm-hmm. still in control of you. You're just finding a way to bring it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then when I picked up a little bit of fasting, my habits changed and then I wasn't feeling that craving as bad. And I could go weeks or like, yeah, I could go weeks without having it. And then if I wanted to have it, cool, I could have it. I also wasn't having to count. So that was a, a higher level of freedom and a higher level of control, which I wouldn't have been able to get to if I didn't just try implementing fasting into my daily habit. And for you, for yourself, for your background with soccer and your background with athletics and your genetics, you may have been able to have a little bit more freedom and fit some of those foods in that maybe somebody else uh, would have still been 30, 40 pounds overweight with. I definitely had a right. fast metabolism. So right. like I could, I could eat higher calories and not gain as much body fat primarily because I had so much activity. Right. So like because of the, uh, the amount of activity yeah, I was doing. Soccer is a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you're burning a lot of yeah. calories. And how long lot. did you play soccer for? From six to 22. So 16 years. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> you know, are you paying attention to that? Because everyone, like, I'm just, I'm tired of it after hanging around with the guy for so long. People just say in genetics all the time, 16 years of soccer, you know, go through that and then say it's genetics. You know, you're, you're probably not going to find a lot of people that played 16 years of soccer that don't have a good revved up metabolism from that. I mean, oh, I'm sure yeah. you might be able to find a couple guys that like broke their leg towards the end of their career and then they got fat or whatever, but uh, for the most part, they're probably uh, riding out the rest of their life in pretty good shape. That's one thing I noticed a lot of uh, a lot of like volleyball, a lot of guy like male and female volleyball players or athletes that did a lot of um, just high activity sports. When they enter into the physique realm or the powerlifting realm and they start trying to count their calories, their metabolisms are still really, really fast. Mm. It'll slow down over, like later <laughs> on in life. Let's not let's not act like it's going to stay there forever. But it's pretty fast off the bat. But yeah, like, you know, probably have a desire to move around too. Yeah. That's why, that's why I picked up jujitsu just because like after I stopped playing soccer and I couldn't play soccer, um, you know, I was doing bodybuilding, I was doing powerlifting, but I was just like, ah, like I need, I had this urge to go and try or do something that just had me move more, had me, you know, use my body more. So Stone Cold didn't understand soccer too much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know but he appreciated it yeah you know and it was, it was so cool to see oh he's like the, we didn't have that round ball we had a pigskin we yeah, threw it yeah. Yeah. yeah and Seema you wanted to talk about context today what you have in mind you know we, we already have been talking about context but a lot of you guys have probably heard of uh, our boy Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. Um, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast recently. One of my favorite actors. I love that guy. He's so good. He's awesome. He, yeah, he does also this uh, martial art called Wing Chun. It was Bruce Lee's thing. Have you ever heard uh, of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah He does that too. And he, he talks highly of it. And it's cool. Like, it's cool that he does that. But um, it's a lot of uh, movements too, like uh, not always necessarily against like an opponent, right? You know how they have the wooden dummy thing? Have you ever seen that? Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they have the wooden dummy with the arms. And they're doing all this stuff, whatever. It looks like it would feel good, yeah, to it, move around like it, that, right? It probably would. And the cool thing is that, like, you know, a lot of people bash different martial arts, but you know, Tony Ferguson, mm-hmm. he's done Wing Chun in the ring, and it's yeah. worked. That's one of those deals where you can throw like people throw like twenty punches in like eight seconds or something crazy right yeah like you'll see a lot of the time like he'll block something like this and then bring his elbow over that is a wing chun thing right there with the wooden dummy mm-hmm. thing that they use by the way i'm not some wing chun expert i watch videos yeah. but you know 
just saying pretty cool but um yeah it's pretty cool but the context thing i'm gonna make this quick so our boy rdj was on the joe rogan experience talking about his uh part in the movie tropic thunder uh where he puts on blackface uh and great movie (laughs) it, it was a great movie but when he was talking about it he was saying you know uh yeah, he was mentioning how actors shouldn't be able to actually get away with it, uh, but he he was. And people got outraged. That's a short version of what he said. People got outraged because they're like, this white man playing blackface in a movie. But I think a majority of people that were getting outraged do not know the context of the part he was playing in the movie. He was playing a white man who got pigment um, pigmentation surgery to become a black man for a part in the movie. So first off, it was a movie <laughs> within a movie. But it was pretty much showing how ridiculous it is for a white person to put on blackface and play a black person. It was, it was showing how that's a bad thing. And they also had a black opposite, a man, a black man in that movie that was playing opposite of RDJ in blackface in that movie, um, saying, dude, why are you doing this? This is so stupid. You're fucking ridiculous. And so many other characters in the cast were just patronizing him. Just like, dude, you're so stupid. You shouldn't be doing this. So the whole movie was showing how ridiculous it is for a white man to put on blackface and play a character. And people are like, ah, he can't do that. But I really think that people just didn't go deep enough to understand the context of what was being done. And if they understood the context, outrage wouldn't be happening and it's the same thing you see with a lot of these diets myself back in you know back when i was 2021 keto's so stupid (laughs) fasting is so dumb but i didn't understand the context in which people were using these diets because i thought oh what i'm doing is so great you know so i i think that a lot of a lot of these let's just people just bashing all these different diets it's partially just because they're not they're not paying attention to the context in which people are implementing these strategies. And it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I think it's a huge problem is that people will take a chunk of what you said and they'll run with it, you know, in whatever direction, you know, I've had it happen before where Mark people Bell wakes up at 4am, he sleeps <laughs> right. four hours a night. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. People. Right. Exactly. That's a hundred percent the case. And I've had people make videos kind of against me, uh, with those terms where they're they're taking a chunk of what I say and then they're you know they're spitting it into whatever uh, dialogue they want to start to kind of create you know mm-hmm. and you're like well that's not really the whole story and sometimes when I say something I, I also also mess up all the time because I talk so damn much you know <laughs> I, I'm on Instagram I'm on YouTube and I've been on this stuff since 2007 and uh i or 2006 rather and i i just been going at it for a really long time so i'm gonna say things i'm gonna make errors and then in addition to that uh i'm not always gonna even make the best decision like there's decisions i've made there's things i've said where i was like ah, that wasn't really right that was kind of dumb that really wasn't worth it to say that thing or to make that joke i've done that a million times over and hopefully i can continue to learn from my mistakes and uh and do a better job but Back to what you're talking about in the context of things, when we're talking about kind of a lower carb diet and we're talking about fasting, these are things that are fitting well with what we're doing right now. We want to be lean and Sima wants to perform really well in jujitsu. He probably doesn't feel like he needs a giant surplus of carbohydrate to make him any better. He probably doesn't feel like he needs to like really weigh any more than he does already for myself. You know, I don't, I don't have any goals or desires to really, uh, you know, go full blast in powerlifting anymore. Um, my exercises or my lifting uh, sessions, I think once or twice a week, I have a session that's like 60 to 90 minutes. But the most of the other ones, the one I did today was about 25 minutes. A lot of them are, are shorter, you know, duration. My goals are different. I want to move better. I want to look better. Um, and I want to just con- continue on that path. And I would also say that like I'm not uh I'm not uh I'm not against utilizing carbohydrates to get to your goals because like could I use a little bit of carbohydrates for what I'm doing and be potentially a little bit better off? I, I think there's definitely a huge possibility for that. I don't I don't really actually know. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is I know myself and I know the context of which it is that I'm I'm looking to uh you know head towards my goals. So aligning with my goals and knowing that carbohydrates would ruin me is important because not because carbohydrates are bad, it's because I am bad when I eat carbohydrates. If if I have if you're like, dude, you should have like two cups of rice. I don't know why, but the two cups will turn into three cups. 
and I won't measure it. And I'll just keep eating. And then next thing you know, I'm like, it's at night. And I'm like, yeah, I can have some milk that has some carbs in it. And I just keep kind of lying to myself over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the 150 carbs you told me to have a day, a day turns into 300. And then on top of that, all the fat that I'm taking in. Yeah. And now I'm on a keto diet with carbs, mm-hmm. which we all know is not productive. And so... You know, the context, you know, could be within the confines of your own goals and the context could be within the confines of like who you are, like what are you made out of? What are you what are you able to do? Exactly. And I think like, first off, it's a big deal that you understand yourself and understand your habits Um, because you'll see a lot of like a lot of individuals on social media who I won't name any names, but they're like, oh, people who choose to do these diets just don't have any self-control or they just don't know, um, you know, how to portion things like Maybe they just know that exactly. When they have some foods, that'll open the door for the, to them to eat so much more. And that could be because, like, when you were a kid, you were eating a lot of these foods and there was no control then. And now it's hard for you to control yourself. So you know yourself and you know this is why I'm going to do this diet because this is the diet that allows me the most control. Like, when I, when I, do, have, when I do have, like, ice cream or something now. I'm still going to get the gotta have it at Cold Stone. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be the guy that gets the fucking mm-hmm. like it. I'm going to get the gotta have it. I'm mm-hmm. going to get the extra Oreos. But I'm going to do that once mm-hmm. because I like I know the next day I'm going to actually want it to get to get that again. That's that's a trend I've noticed. Every time I get that Cold Stone, like when I let myself have that, the next day I'm like, mm, some Cold Stone would be really that's good. Same right thing now. happens. <laughs> that same thing happens to me, and the same thing happens with alcohol and drugs. People that are hungover, like the best thing for them is to have another drink. Yeah. yeah. You know, it makes them, it gets rid of the headache because, you know, there's like a, there's a cry for it. And same thing when you stop caffeine, you, you cut back on your coffee intake and you're like, man, I got a crazy headache because that kind of, there's like a hole in your head for the caffeine and it needs mm-hmm. to be like filled up. And the only way you're going to fill it up is to have another cup of coffee. Exactly. Yeah. I had seen a comment. Um, I can't, I'm trying to remember exactly what they said, but they're just saying like, if, if you abstain from like carbs or abstain from everything, mm-hmm. like you're setting yourself up for failure because you're always going to want it. So do things like in, um, uh, in moderation. And my thing was like, I just told them like, Hey, like, you know, yeah, you can have things in moderation, but just like you said, you have it once and then all of a sudden the next day you want it again and again yeah. and again. And so my question for you and Seema, like, mm-hmm. let's say like I, I'm fasting every day for however long I'm shit. I'm, I do it every day now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, take my daughter to go get Cold Stone, Baskin Robbins, actually. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I'm mm. getting... <laughs> Baskin, I like Baskin Robbins. Yeah, me too. What, is, what do people in... Ba- okay, you know what? This See, this is where it comes in. I haven't had Baskin Robbins since I was a kid. Yeah. I've been a Cold Stone guy, so I don't understand. Baskin Robbins is Baskin really Robbins good. Is so great. Especially, and I don't know I don't know why, but uh, like the pints that they have there <laughs> are amazing. Like, or it's not even a pint. I'm sorry. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's huge, whatever it is. Uh, those for some reason seem like they're even better than the stuff that they have. I don't know how I know all this stuff, but it's amazing. And then their ice cream cakes are fucking unreal. World Carnivore Month. (laughs) (laughs) Stay on that diet the best you can. Yeah, what the hell is it? Oh, so anyway, so let's say we go to Baskin Robbins the next day. I'm going to wake up hungry because I'm going to want carbs. I'm going to want sugar. Um, Would that be a day where I just plan on not fasting? Or should I fight through it and drink the coffee, drink the sparkling water, have Mind Bullet, and try to fight it or just be like, hey, okay, I'm going to have the ice cream tonight, which means tomorrow I'm not going to fast. The following day is the day that everything gets back on track as far as the, the fasting. Pause. So you're saying, okay, you have this ice cream, the jasmine one night. The next day, should I, you fast or should you not fast? That's so your question. Because the, the cravings will be there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be like the, the uphill battle just got a little bit steeper because mm-hmm. I, I want the bad food again. But instead, if I just fill my body up with the good food, yeah. maybe I won't be craving as this much. This is uh, one of those like know thyself, you know, like mm-hmm. if you know if you know yourself then you're going to do the best, you know, take the best route that you can possibly take. Mm-hmm. If you're a very like black and white person and you're like, I'm Mexican. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're salted, if you're salted caramel and you, uh, you know that like, it's going to set you up for failure mm-hmm. to try to be hungry all day, mm. you know, then you would just blunt that and just smash some food in the morning be like, you know what? I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to make a killer omelet. I love cheese. I love bacon. I love sausage. So you go to the store and you kind of prep for it before you even cheat. 
and be like, when I wake up in the morning, I, you know, when I first open up my fridge and kind of browse through the fridge, I'm going to see those eggs. I'm be like, oh, fuck yeah, I get mm-hmm. to eat that mm-hmm. with butter on it. And like, just try to, or whatever your diet is, just try to smash the fuck out of it with food. The, you know, in, in the War on Carbs book, I talk about fasting in and fasting out. You know, I think you can fast into, uh, you know, eating, uh, you know, whatever you want for the day and you can fast your way out of it. That is a strategy, but if it's going to be like a too, too painful of one, mm-hmm. then, uh, maybe it's not the best option for you. Yeah. And no, most definitely. Um, that's, that's something I was, we were talking about this off air. I don't know if it was before this weekend. Like I notice every time that I have like, you know, something like ice cream or pizza or something where I'm just, I let myself have it the next two days cravings are through the roof and i have to employ much more willpower not to go get more of those foods i'll still fast but it is a harder type of fast i'm just like it's in my head it's in the back of my head but i just i know that's going to happen so since i'm prepared for that to happen it doesn't surprise me as much as it did in the past um but usually yeah what does happen is sometimes i'll just break my fast earlier and eat just really high rich protein meals and to just break the fast earlier because so I don't have to fast as much. And that's a, that's a great way of going about it too. But I guess I think going back to Andrew's point, it's really good to understand like if you're, if you've been doing this fasting thing for a while um, and you've been doing maybe carnivore for a while, if you're doing world carnivore month, stick to world carnivore month. But what I'm saying here is that um, if you have a little bit of, you know, you know, you can have some ice cream now, maybe for a day. Just understand what you might be getting yourself into for the next two days. You're going to get yourself into a place where you're going to want to actually have more of that food because mm-hmm. you had it that day. And, you know, employing more willpower, you can control it. But just understand that it's going to happen. And that I think that in itself, knowing that is going to make it easier. And it might not be worth it. Might not be worth like it. it. Like if it's going to be hard, you know, if you have something one day, one night, and then you struggle almost the rest of the week, uh, then you really got to pick and choose your battles when you're going to do that. And and you might want to think about maybe maybe you can have a little bit different strategy. Maybe you can have um, things that uh, aren't, aren't such a negative impact. Maybe you can have uh, some perfect keto stuff. Maybe you can have some treats and snacks that are still, you know, still in line with your nutrition. You know, I've shared with people many times the yogurt and slingshot protein uh, thing that I mix up at night. I, I haven't done that in a while because it's World Carnivore Month and I wanted to buckle down and I got rid of dairy and stuff. But, you know, whatever whatever way you can make it through, uh, you know, a, a lot of days. That's what we're really, that's what we're trying to do is because we need consistency. And then if I think about, you know, things that people enjoy, things that people like, uh, Andrew likes photography. And so how hard is it for him to do a photo shoot? It's really like he's not going to sit there and think, oh, my God, this is going to be so hard. He's going to think, oh, I need to bring these batters with me. And, you know, okay, we're shooting this today, so I should bring this filter with me. I should bring this lens. And maybe it would be cool if we had a different camera, too. That would be kind of sick because he's not even he's not even thinking about not doing it at all. He's not. That's not even a question. You love jujitsu. So, I mean, I'm sure you have days where you're like, holy, you know, I got my ass kicked yesterday. I'm sure you've had those days where you had to kind of break through and get over the hump, but you enjoyed it enough to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. So then how do we do that with nutrition? How do we find for it to be enjoyable enough? And I think that's where we get the difference of opinion because some people are like, well, you know, I feel like I I really love Jordan Syatt, loves cereal. Yeah. It's like, I really love cereal. And Jordan Syatt doesn't have a goal to be like shredded. His goal, I think his main goal is just to help people uh, gain control over their nutrition. Mm-hmm. And he has a plan and he has a way that he does it. And it's very effective. And he's helping thousands of people. And I think that, uh, you know, if we're trying to break all this down into kind of its smaller parts, that's really all, all we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And um, you just going to have to, you hear it time and time and time and time and time again. And I know from experience that counting calories um, eating, eating a higher carb diet, eating a lower fat diet, and also doing a keto diet and eating enormous amounts of fat every single day. And I also know that doing a carnivore style diet, I know that all three of those things have worked for me when I've been able to follow them closely. Yes. The bodybuilding show, the reason I was able to follow that and the reason why I didn't go haywire on that while eating carbohydrates is because there's a couple of reasons. It was only, it was only like nine, eight or nine week prep. It's really not that long. I had help from one of the greatest bodybuilding coaches, one of the greatest bodybuilding minds of all time. And I knew that he was going to lead me in the right direction. So I had total faith in the program that I was going to follow. 
And I was like, you know what? Just shut up and just fucking listen to him. It was almost like a military style thing where it's like, just, just goddamn do what you're told. This guy knows, this guy knows the direction that you need to go in. So there's absolutely no reason to question it. There's no reason to try to do anything else. And so I followed it to a T. I also knew that every once in a while, because he knows my personality, he knows me, uh, that Hani Rambad would, would throw me an underhand pitch every once in a while to make it a little easier. He'd say, all right, dude, like you've been going hard for like 20 days straight. You've been smashing the cardio. You've been under eating. You've been eating the amount of protein you need every day. You've been hitting your six meals you know, go enjoy a dinner with your wife, have a drink or two, you know, be a little cautious, but throw in a cheat meal there, you know? And I, I knew that that would, but all those things have worked mm -hmm. as long as I was able to follow them. Yeah. No, that, that, that makes so much sense. And then like, yeah, like we said, everything here is going to be able to work pretty damn well. Um, one thing I did want to, I, I did want to mention is, you know, when we were talking about the ice cream and stuff and the next day, we're going to go. Huh? <laughs> we're gonna go. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get some ice cream. Basket yeah. happens. But um, when when we were talking about like bars from Perfect Keto, or like one of the things that I used to like to do was like a the Keto Pro uh, Slingshot Protein, mm -hmm. um, along with some uh, heavy cream, some heavy cream. Like that <laughs> that would that would be something that would really wah, wah, wah. it would really help Dude. with my sweet tooth. Like I do two scoops of Slingshot uh, Keto Pro and that. Um, but the thing is, or or even the legendary foods Pop Tart we just had, <sighs> fucking amazing. But this is a thing because a lot of people tell you and tell me and Mark, you've probably heard this. Oh, there's no way that those bars could be good as ice cream or Snickers bars. Mm -hmm. And the fact mm -hmm. is, is that they're not. But this is the thing. Like if you, you know, if I have Cold Stone the next day, the perfect keto bar, it won't it, it won't hit as well as that Cold mm -hmm. Stone will. Mm -hmm. But a few days of just having that. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is actually really freaking good. So, like, the, the main reason we're having all of these things is to stop us from having that crap that we're addicted to. And if we can do it for a good amount of time, it's going to be good to us. That's why mm -hmm. we're all saying this bar is really fucking good. It's because our idea of good isn't warped anymore. Right. It's not warped into this highly addictive substance that we were addicted to. And now we're not because we have this substance that's really fucking good, but it's not as it's not nearly as addictive or bad as that. That's so well said, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then like the one thing I, I always point to is the MCT oil powders for coffee. Like that's something that anybody right now, I mean, of course, if you do have ice cream and then you try to have coffee, no matter what you put in, there's going to taste like crap. Yeah. But that like uh, the vanilla uh, MCT oil powder, like that stuff in coffee right now, you don't have to be keto adapted. You don't have to abstain from sugar for like 10 years for it to be awesome. That is good right now. Yeah. And I don't care who you are. You can't sit there and lie to me and be like, no, I have to have my coffee with my half and half and like, no, try it with this. I promise you, it is that damn good. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, I, I think, but what you said, dude, that was freaking epic. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we can desensitize our, we can desensitize ourselves to just about anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to uh, a car show uh, called SEMA this year. And at SEMA, it was like, this car was 500K. This car was 700K. This car was 1.2. This car was you know 1.5 million like it was it, it was absolutely insane after walking through there for 10 minutes just 10 minutes of walking through there you're like oh yeah it's another you know check out this one like you're just like it, you can't even decipher the difference between them and then your your uh impression of how expensive certain style of cars is is completely changed forever you know and when i look at different cars and see different cars like that's not shit compared to what i, what I saw at that at this car show mm -hmm. And you can do the same thing with uh, your brain in terms of your work ethic. You can do the same thing with your palate, which is huge. Um, our palates are so fucked, you know, because of all the different foods that we have. There's so many different ingredients in one thing. I mean, look at the ingredient list on a thing of like Doritos or the amount of engineering and the amount of science and the amount of uh, millions of dollars that have gone into making everything picture perfect with the McDonald's cheeseburger. I mean, it's, it's a certain amount of onions on there. There's a certain amount of ketchup on there. There's a certain amount of mustard on there. There's a certain amount of cheese on there. I mean, they have a fucking formula down. They know, and the bun has a certain amount of like salt in it. Like they know like this is going to capture you. This is not only going to capture you, it's also going to like trap you. It's going to lock you in. And now not only do you want this all the time, I mean, they, they got these food scientists and these companies, they actually talk this way. They talk about real estate in your stomach. 
as crazy as really? that is. They're buying space inside your gut. And when they're making these foods, they, they own your ass because you're thinking of these foods all the time. Not only are you thinking of those foods, but you're thinking about those foods in replace of things that you actually need. Mm-hmm. Thing that you're, thing that like evolutionarily that we actually need, they have overridden that pathway. And now you're addicted and now you're stuck and now you lost control 100%. The good news is, is you can get yourself out of it. Little by little, kind of brick by brick, kind of step by step, you can start to resensitize your palate. You ever have people in your family that are like, oh, man, you got to try these kale shakes. They're dope. And you're like, kale shake? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) You take one sip and you're like, that's the most disgusting fucking thing I've ever had in my entire life. Get the fuck out of here, right? <laughs> and and the same, but this, they, you know, because they have a a healthy palate, they're actually tasting all the flavors. You know, now if I was to eat spinach, which God forbid I do because I'm on a carnivore diet, <laughs> how dare you? If I was to eat spinach right now, I would be able to explain to you how it feels. Mm. Whereas somebody who has what I call gas station taste buds, somebody with kind of Seven mm-hmm. Eleven taste buds, would say, "Tastes like dirt." You know, it tastes like the earth. Mm-hmm. And I would say, no, it kind of has like a little bit of a nutty flavor at the end. It kind of almost tastes a little bit like an almond to me with some kind of greens mixed in. I might be able to be more descriptive because I, my palate has changed. I have changed it from the fat guy that I was when I was 330 pounds to where I'm at now. And now when I bite into a steak, I'm like, this is the best thing. This is like one of the best tasting things. And on top of that, it's it's. uh one of the best things I can do for myself. So you can really flip the script on yourself and you can really change everything around. And on top of all this, you know, it's, it's a commitment level. You know, what's your, what's your commitment level on this? What is your, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of say like, Oh, you can fall off because of like this and this and this and this, and you got to be really careful with your desires. Well, what about in your relationship? You know, are you so weak that you see another girl and you're like, Hey man, I need to, you know, I need to go chase her down. Right. Like that's, What's your commitment level? Do you have strong commitment and strong convictions towards the things and the people that you believe in in your everyday life? If you do, if you already have strong convictions and and you have a good commitment level to the gym, you can turn this shit around because you have good, strong qualities about you, you have good values, you have good virtues, and you can turn it around. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a long-ass time to get yourself off these certain foods. It's going to take a long-ass time to pull yourself away from porn. Yeah. You know, and we... I know porn is like a weird, like different thing, right? But it's really not that different because it's sexy. It's attractive. This is the thing that you think uh, is good for you at the moment because it provides a lot of pleasure. The food does the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Dude, I could not have said that any better. God dang, we need to make that into a soundbite. We might. Let's make a meme. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of memes, the, uh, the Sonic one of you was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I was crazy. That was so I don't, good. I didn't think I was running that fast. <laughs> It's so good because the, the Sonic drawing was so cheap and then the audio was so bad. <laughs> Can you pull that shit up? Like, oh my God. <laughs> Is that possible? Joel Green oh. loved it. Joel was so pumped about it. Dude. Yeah, so we were down in LA and we were doing random 20-second sprints. And when I do a 20-second sprint, it's probably not that scary. But when Seema does one, it's a little bit scary. <laughs> yeah, I was booking down that sidewalk, man. It's, it's, you feel so good afterwards. Like your, your body feels like your hips. We feel thought nice. in Sema tripped. We were like, what happened? But he just took off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, I've, uh, that's something I'm going to be doing as much as I can. Those I like the way, sprints. I like the way that you were running though, because you know, we're running on the sidewalk, which mm-hmm. is super dangerous, but you kept your feet kind of closer to the ground rather than really opening up your stride where you could potentially hurt yourself. Oh, hell no. I'm not trying to pull a hamstring. Let's Here watch we go. this real quick. Second sprint, so here we go. You see, I'm gonna wait till we get to the 10. There we go. (laughs) This is so good. What's this guy's name? Sonic. Uh, Oh no, I know he's uh, it's uh, Spaghetti and Sarms. Oh yeah. Classic. See, now that's funny. People, (laughs) some people know how to make fun of people. That was great. That was fucking awesome. Sorry. Come on, step it up. (laughs) Yeah, just the audio people. We didn't get a chance to see that. They just heard noise, but that shit's so funny. Just head over to Spaghetti and Sarms on on, uh, 
Instagram. Instagram oh. And you'll find a picture of Mark in the thumbnail. It's That's so good. good. That was freaking fantastic. So what that, uh, the influence of that is from Joel Green, who was on our podcast recently. And uh, I'm going to try to start to implement a little bit more of some of his stuff. I can't really venture out too much into messing with uh, messing with too many things since I'm not eating any vegetables and stuff like that. But uh, once I get done with this 100-day uh uh, fiasco that I got going on here with the carnivore stuff. Uh, I'll probably spin into messing around with some of his stuff, but uh, he did tell me, he did tell me to try orange roughy because it has like some weird fat in it. That's like waxy and your body can barely like digest it or something weird. So mm. I don't know. I was going to give, I was going to give a couple of things that he recommended a shot, but the 20 second sprint is something he talked about. And we had him on the podcast. We were thoroughly confused. We're like, wait a second. So you like just at the end of a workout, you go on a bike or something, you do a 20 second sprint. And he was like, no, I just, Whatever I'm wearing, I just I'm outside and I just sprint. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, you just sprint like on the sidewalk. We are are we getting this right? And he's like, absolutely. I just sprint on the sidewalk. So we tried it out in uh, Los Angeles, and I've been I've been staying pretty true to it. He said he does like two or three every single day. I haven't been doing two or three every single day, but I've been making sure to get like one representation of it at least in every single day. And so I've been like, I have a bike at my house, and I was going on the bike. What I noticed with the bike, which was nice for me, is that I could actually sprint on it. Yeah. Whereas I'm not, I'm not conditioned or prepared yet to do like full on sprints just yet. Um, but it is something I'm going to keep around for a little while. I'm going to check it out and see how it works. It kind of real quick kind of ties in with what Sean Baker was talking to us at at dinner, where he was like, you know, I to keep my explosive ability. He does yeah. a lot of box jumps. He mm-hmm. does a lot of explosive work, and it's kind of the same concept here, except this Joel's having us do this just to be able to maintain that into as we get older. So going from zero to like eighty in an instant without warming up, having that ability, it's really important. That 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 can that's a really big deal. And anybody listening that's going to give it a try, you know go gradual into it you know a scale of one to ten run it like a five or a six at mm. first you know and give yourself you know at least a couple days to get conditioned to it See, the last thing you want to do is go out there and tear a hamstring or roll an ankle yeah you know if you're going to oh, be running God. if you're going to be running in the street and I, I think that's the magic of behind what he's talking about because he's saying no warm-up but boom go outside and sprint so now your sprint is going to be at 70 or 80 percent Maybe at some point you can get that uh, percentage up, but at first it's like just be very, very. You're you're better off being safe than you know, than having uh, to eat shit and mm-hmm. <laughs> get your teeth knocked out by landing on the concrete. Mm-hmm. Do not open. Up Where you at, Andrew? Uh, you guys can hit me up on Instagram at I am Andrew Z. Please make sure you're following the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project. Also on Instagram at MB Power Project on TikTok, Twitter. Uh, now bite that's a, that happens to be a thing facebook.com slash mark bells power project linkedin.com slash in slash power project um trying to think what else oh something else i wanted that we just started implementing um we actually we really thank you guys that have uh, rated and reviewed on um on itunes yeah. so yeah we thank you guys for subscribing but we really <laughs> want you guys bless you, thank you to uh to subscribe and uh leave a review and I, this is just really cool. Um, Scott Gregg, five stars. He says, fun, quote, this is a fun and entertaining podcast with down-to-earth dudes. It feels like I'm sitting around with a few friends talking nutrition and exercise with some humor sprinkled in. I always look forward to this show. Scott Gregg, thank you so much for leaving that review. Yeah, thanks, dude. Um, if you guys want to have your name read on air, just drop us a review. We'll find it. We'll read it. And we will thank you. Nsema, where you at? At Nsema Inyang on Instagram and YouTube and Byte. At Nsema Yin Yang <laughs> on TikTok and Twitter. Those uh, reviews help a ton. And then also, you know, if you want to give us some feedback, you know, oh, man, you guys missed out. You know, you didn't ask this specific question or, you know, go ahead and uh, throw that in there as well. You know, throw in whatever you need to throw in. But Kind of on that same note, let's be protective of the power project and let's let's step in and let's intervene and let's kick the fucking shit out of people that come in with negative comments. Like let's be pro, like I was saying Fuck earlier. Yeah. Let's be let's be pro for ourselves and let's be pro for the things that we're communicating about. You know, I know like sometimes we have someone like Joel Green on who's got completely different information uh, than what you're used to, but let's be smarter and let's kind of rise above and let's ask good questions and then you know, let's let's uh, let's have this be a power project army. And when other people come in and they say weird, stupid stuff, if you want this podcast to continue and you want to see it flourish, 
fucking knuckle knuckle them up you know don't don't let them get away with shit they don't they don't deserve to get away with stuff people don't deserve to just say and do whatever they want and the same thing goes for my youtube channel or anywhere else you see it on any of my forms somebody comes in and they say this is dumb or that's stupid or uh they say a negative comment about somebody else i would love for everybody to really pile on and fuck those people up. <laughs> let's <Yeah>. get it <laughs> at mark smelly bell on all forms of social media strength is never weakness weakness is never strength congratulations for making it to day number 28 of world carnivore month i'm fired up and excited tomorrow is my son's birthday Woo! that song bitch is gonna be 16 damn i'm super super pumped for him i think like next month he's able to get his uh driver's license and Excited for him, and uh, we'll go enjoy some food tomorrow night at his favorite place in the world. He's very, very fancy. We are going to Applebee's. Spare no expense. Catch y'all later.